This episode is dedicated to the memory of Chris Snow. Welcome to Season 19, powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, and Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. We always start the season off with the USHL and the USHL Fall Classic. Once again, it's uh, just outside of Pittsburgh uh, in Cranberry Township, which is a fantastic facility. If anybody's ever been there, one of the funnest tournaments of the year. And I love the fact that over the last few years, they've started off with the regular season. It's no longer preseason, which I think makes it uh, a much more fun event. So we're happy to bring on the new uh, USHL commissioner, Glenn Heffron, to this show. Glenn, thank you very much for coming on the show and congratulations on the new job. Shane, thanks for having me. Uh, it's It's been fun. It's been about 90 days, and uh, I think you use the expression drinking from a fire hose, and it's very much that, but it's uh, it's starting to settle in, and uh, we're uh, we're moving in a good direction. Well, 100%. I know you have a, a really long background in history in, in hockey, particularly, you know, in junior A hockey leagues, junior B hockey leagues, USA hockey, so you bring a tremendous amount of experience to the new role, and what I wanted to talk to you about with you right off the hop is, and have you seen USHL and the fall classic evolve over time? Uh, they used to have call it different iterations. It used to be in different cities and it's been in Pittsburgh uh, area for quite some time. Talk about what you've seen with the evolution of the fall classic and in its current iteration, why it's so powerful for the USHL, not only as a marketing tool, but also to have it as an opportunity to get all the teams into one place and then all the other subsidiary tournaments for the the youth hockey underneath it. So, you know, obviously this was my first participation in the fall classic. Now I've had some experience with working with the USHL going back a few years in 13 and 14, we did what was called the USHL Atlantic challenge. And we brought several teams out to the East and surrounded, uh, surrounded a, you know, a youth AAA event, which was, you know, quite successful. And the scouts were, you know, were plentiful and, and and it was a good event. And obviously, you know, you remember the Buck Bowl and and some of those kinds of events. So for me, it was really a first glimpse into how it now runs. Based upon the feedback from the NHL scouts and the college scouts, they were really pleased with how the format went this year. We did we did stretch the event out by another day and which I so like. I'm glad you guys yeah, did that. Yeah, there was not a lot of overlap, and I think that 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 served well, um, although the days are long, you know, with four back to back games. But uh, we may shift a little bit based upon some other feedback that we've gotten from the scouts where we might be able to do, you know, two games. And and they seem to be OK with that as long as there's some reasonable stagger time. And I think we can we can accomplish that so that it's not a, a 15 hour day, you know, for, for the scouts. I've been so, there a lot. It's a long day. Like you're running you're in the rink for 12 hours minimum not including yeah. t- getting something to eat. And by the end of the day, I'm not even sure if you remember what you're like, what went in your brain. Like you're basically mushy by the end of the day. It's it's a long day, but it's great. I had to make a lot of notes. I had to write a lot <laughs> of notes because I knew if I waited to the end of the day, to, I was, you know, by Saturday, I pretty much hit a wall, but then you get through it and, you know, it was fine. Um, I, I, as I said, we were we were really pleased with the total event itself. We will be sending a survey out uh, to the three, you know, our three main groups, and that's the youth teams that participated, 
our own teams and then all of the scouts that participated. We'll be sending a survey out to them to get their feedback because that's important. We want to know that we're we're servicing them the best way we can. Talk about that youth tournament and how beneficial, because you worked in that area previously, how beneficial that is for to introduce the fa- to the families and to the to the players what the ushl is all about that opportunity is for you to present yourself to them and then they get to see the ushl up close and personal because i think sometimes parents and players at a youth age are disconnected of how good the ushl actually is from an on ice product well I, I i hear this all the time that you know a lot of youth players as they're coming up and they start to think about these things when they're 13 14 15 years old and from, from my perspective, I, I always ask that question. I do some advising for players, you know, just as a, just as my way of just people I know from referral and it's, it's a, it's a no cost to them and they know I've been around the game a long time. So they'll reach out for this kind of information. And, and I'll just tell them, I go like, have you, have you seen a USHL game? And they, no, I said, well, that's where you want to play and you've never seen a game. So I like the notion that we bring this event closer to the East. It attracts a lot of the top teams from the, you know, from the Eastern seaboard and those kids get to see what a USHL game is like. And I'll never forget this comment when we did, um, when we did the Atlantic challenge uh, out in East Meadow, um, PK O'Hanley was asked a question and I'll never forget his response. He said, you think we're good now in September? Come see us in January and February. We're really good then. And I, that comment stayed with me for a long time. I always thought about that. And he's right. The development that goes on in this league, you know, with what you're seeing in September, they're not the same players come January and February. And I think that's the beauty of making sure that our kids get to experience that. You know, we've, we've got, uh, I'm sure some of our, our teams are going to be bidding for national championships going forward. We want to bring that 15 only classification into our buildings from a national championship standpoint. We want those kids to see what, what happens in our venues and, and so on. It's, it's important. A lot of misnomers and misinformation out there too. And that some of that is, is, uh, you know, propagated by people that have their own agenda and trying to keep players close, closer to their home, their, or, organization and so from my standpoint i i I think the notion of these kids getting to come and see uh, firsthand you know what the ushl product is it's second to none it it truly is it's a remarkable remarkable program you mentioned about locations and of course i think pittsburgh does a fantastic job with the fall classic and there's opportunity to do other types of events like that uh you know because you have some potential partners detroit Chicago, St. Louis, Columbus that are in that Midwest to East close enough where you can get some, you know, East coast in close enough. Maybe you can get some West coast in there. And then you have all the Midwest of, uh, is that something that's on your radar about potentially doing different, different types of events? Cause I think it would be really hard pressed to take the USHL fall classic out of that venue and that location. Cause it's so, it's such a perfect fit. Well, you know, we've had that conversation with the Pittsburgh Penguins and and UPMC, and I, and I can say this: um, if you're if you're thinking we have one more year, so we're going to be there for next year for sure. Um, and then obviously there's discussions that you know that have to go before the board as to other other opportunities. I fear whoever would then take over that event because they have a big big act to follow. What they do at UPMC and how that staff operates is like n- no other. I have never seen such a well-oiled, well-run machine 
Um, a gal by the name of Cara heads that up for the for the building staff, and she does an unbelievable job. And as I said, it's a tough, tough act to follow. Every little detail that they come up with, uh, it, it's amazing. It is, it is one of the best run events that I've ever seen. Now, I've seen the national championships in that building, and again, equally equally run. So it's a it's a tough act to follow. But obviously, the league and 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 its board would have to consider any any uh, potential opportunity. Because one of the things that I always find really interesting as well is that the emergence of Las Vegas and the opportunity to have some tournaments there to get some West coast attention in that respect. Cause they have two great buildings, obviously, you know, Henderson's building is beautiful and brand new, but be able to bring an opportunity. I've talked to USHL commissioners in the past. You are now number six on our show about, you know, the eventual expansion sooner or later, she's going to spread a little bit to the East and spread probably a little bit to the West in that respect. And it may happen, you know, in the next 10 years or so, but Eventually, it'll probably happen. Thoughts about or, you know pushing out le- pushing out that way, or, or or less. There's there's definitely some opportunities on the horizon which I can't you know get into at this point. Um, but there's definitely conversations that are happening, um, you know, that are ongoing, and, and we'll see how that process all vets out. But uh, the, you know, as I said, there's there's always opportunities. We've got the Frosty Cup down in Dallas. Uh, which is, you know, a great youth event where, you know, there's USHL participation. So there's always room for those kinds of those kinds of things to, to, to have those conversations. And, and as long as they can deliver on the quality of the event, because that's so important. These USHL teams are so professionally run and, and, and that matters to them. It, it's an important uh, it's an important dynamic for them. So whatever we do, it, ha- it has to at least equal to where where we're at right now. We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about the USHL with their newly named commissioner right after these important messages.